4: Sports Betting Network. <laughs> All right, it's the circa Friday football invitational final hour tonight of the Saturday Bet Prep Show, and Dan Saley joins me in studio. And uh, Dan, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Maybe I'll say that to you next week too, if you stay alive <laughs> in the contest. Take a look at the uh, standings right now. Doug yeah. Kazarian of ESPN on top with uh, forty total points. And uh, Doug ahead of uh, Chuck Edel, Jeff Whitelaw, and Chris the Bear Felica right now as we head to uh, week 14. Uh, Doug Kazarian has been uh, constant are. here in the last month or so at the top of the standings. He's 39, 24, and 2 against the spread. Again, these are NFL and college football sides and totals, circus sports numbers. On Friday mornings, you got a four-hour window to put your plays in. Sometimes these numbers move a little bit during that four hours. And you, I do. And we've seen uh, a couple of numbers move today where guys got different uh, point spreads in the same game in this contest. Doug Kazarian in first with 40. Chuck Edel second with 39 points. He's 39 and 26. Jeff Whitelaw, 38 and a half. Chris bear Felica, 38. Randy McKay, 37 with Joey Fortuna. It went 5-0 and oh last week. Toons has been hot, and he's uh, shooting up to standings right now. And uh, Toons 7-6 and six on his best bets. James Salinas, who joined us on the show tonight, 36.5 points. Paul Stone, Mark Lawrence right there, rounding uh, the top 8 and 9 spots. And um, Dan Saley in 10th, 31-32-2, 32 points, 5-8 and eight in your best bets. But you have a 2-point lead over... Brian Edwards, who's 30 and 35, six and seven on his best bets and Edwards won a key game in a Jets Vikings game to knock out Bobby Brubeck, who was on the Jets. Edwards was on the Man. Vikings and that kept Edwards alive in the contest. So we're down to 11 starting with a field of 16 and uh, we're gonna have three more cuts. So Dan Saley, you got to finish strong
5: here. I got to tell you madam, I'm, I'm about as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I'm, I'm, I'm right here at the bottom, and uh, Brian's been pretty hot. He climbed uh, back up. So, yeah, this is tough. This is a tough time to go one and four last week. That was, not, that was not okay.
4: Do you write your own stuff, or do you pay somebody to write that for you? Oh, come on now. Uh, okay. Dan, last week, uh, things didn't really work out as planned. No. Mike Palm and I were talking about a couple bad beats a week ago. I think you went one and four, right? I did. Yeah. It was rough. Well... Try to rebound with a 4-1 this week. And we're going to talk Army-Navy, the only college football game on the main board available for, for this contest. And unfortunately for some of the guys, like Randy McKay, likes to play the FCS playoffs. We had three FCS playoff games tonight that were ineligible for this contest, but there is one tomorrow, and uh, Randy's got to play on that. But Dan, let's talk Army-Navy uh, because we do have uh, a few plays in this contest on this uh, game tomorrow morning. And uh, DraftKings right now, Navy a two-and-a-half point favorite, total of 32-and-a-half. At South Point, or excuse me, South Point, and here at Circa Sportsbook, we're seeing the number uh, go from two-and-a-half to three, and we've seen a pinball earlier today. The total drop all the way to 32. Mike Palm was on the show with me earlier. Palm played over the total of 32. And Dan Saley, you and Mike Palm on the same page. Army-Navy over 32 in a series where the – uh, the total has stayed under 16 times in a row, but nine of those would have gone over this total of 32.
5: That's correct. Now This is the lowest total that they've had in 20 years of this series. Uh, this year, it's, it's interesting. I, the reason I went over, and obviously uh, Mike's super smart, and I'm glad I'm on the same side as him. The the average Army games this year, the total's been 52 points. For Navy, it's been 47. That's a good sign. Uh Navy had 122 pass attempts this year. Last year, they only had 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, by comparison also, their average yards per attempt for Navy this year is 8.2. Last year, it was 7. So I like that uptick in passing. That usually leads to more scoring. Uh, I think the weather looks really good tomorrow in Philadelphia. It's going to be sunny. Uh, I didn't see any really any wind issues, no rain, snow, sleet. As much as I love those games to watch, when you're betting you want something that you can – can gauge and understand. I think this this finally comes to an end. I think this game does go over 32. It's just a low, low number. Fingers crossed. I think we're going to have a couple of big play touchdowns in the passing game. I, I like it. They put that Army-Navy uh, last 16 years
4: chart up there one more time. For the past five years, the score has stayed under this total of 32. Mm-hmm. Last year, Navy defeated Army 17-13. 2020, it was Army winning 15-0. In 2019, Navy won 31 to seven, and then Army won the the previous uh, two. In 2018, 17-10, 2017, 14-13. So we see 27, one, 27, 15, 27 points. Uh, actually, 30 points.
5: Uh, one, but the one exception was that Navy win 31 to seven. One extra caveat on this game is we always see lower totals when the Commander in Chief's Trophy is up for grabs, but when it is not. We don't see these super low totals. And this year, Air Force already took the Commander-in-Chief trophy. So I like that aspect, too. I, there's going to be a little bit less pressure because that's not in play. Mm-hmm. And also, when you think of these great Army-Navy games and, and these super low scoring, you know, 10 to 7, what what do you picture in your mind? I picture snowflakes falling down, brutal conditions. That's what I see. Now, tomorrow's not going to be that way. So I, I really like the over. we got to end this uh, 16-year streak. I mean, enough is enough. Doesn't take a
4: lot to get over a total yeah. of thirty-two. Actually, Let's go I, overtime.
5: Let's do a little overtime in the Army-Navy game.
4: That would help. Yeah. Uh If you're if you're playing the over, and you and Mike Palm are both playing over thirty-two, hey, that Rams Raiders Rams game got over the total of thirty-two last night. Never a doubt about that. Seventeen to sixteen. Yeah. Dan Saley's a big Raiders fan. If you don't know, he and his wife named their uh, oldest son Raider. That's right. And Dan, uh, you had to be discouraged by the way the Raiders did not close out the Rams last night.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised my boy didn't like cross out his name on on, a, on his birth certificate was last night. Was he even night. watching the game? Uh thankfully he was asleep at that point. Uh Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm still gutted from from last night's that game. That was a it's, dead
4: under game by the way. A total of 42. Last night it was 16-3 early in the
5: fourth quarter. There there's simply no excuse for the Raiders blowing that game. There's just there is none. I'm I'm I've, I've always been very supportive. You know, I give them the benefit of the doubt, but I've been, I'm have been. i more angry about last night's game than any other game I can recall in recent memory. This is worse than that Arizona Cardinals loss er, earlier in the year. You could at least excuse that because Jamal Murray, he can put on that Superman cape and do crazy stuff. Kyler Murray, but Kyler. yeah. yeah. That's basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray, yeah. He can do that. Um, Baker Mayfield shouldn't be able to do that. It's just inexcusable, really. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing you can say. Uh, everybody on the team should just hang their head in shame, and quit? I don't know. It was it was bad. It
4: was well, bad. who do you pin most of the blame on? Because I think Derek Carr is going to take a lot of it. He, he just he, – you he can't throw that interception in the end zone. I don't care if no. you get bumped from behind.
5: He was throwing that into quadruple he, coverage in the end zone at the end of the first half. Yeah, then the half, you have three points in your back pocket. You know you can get that field goal. In your head, you got to say, I'm not throwing this unless I know for sure my guy's going to get it or nobody's going to get it. That's the only way you throw that, and you have to think about that. And I don't know if there's – do they need a coach to remind them of that every time? If that's the case, then let's hire somebody to do that. We can be the one coach who just says, hey, don't forget, you've got three in your back pocket. Don't don't throw it unless you have to. Well,
4: here's another thing. Aaron Donald's out. Rams have lost six in a row. Yeah. That defense last night, you got to put up more than 16 points against that Rams defense, especially when you score 10 in the first 12 minutes of the game. Derek Carr's got to be a closer. As a quarterback in the NFL, you have to close the door. How do you, you not get problem. that first down? I don't know. It's third and one. I don't, it's I don't it's understand. It. It's very uh, annoying to watch. I didn't even have action on the game. I was just annoyed to watch the Ra- – yeah. blow
5: another yeah. one. I had <laughs> action on the game, so I wasn't very happy. And the D.C., I don't understand the man coverage at the end. That's the one thing that a, a quarterback like Baker, who has no experience with that team, right. that's the one thing that he can do. He can throw against single coverage. He doesn't need to know the playbook for that. He can tell the receiver, run a go route or you know whatever, I'll throw it. So I, there's a lot of blame to go around. But everyone should just
4: – I don't even know what to say anymore. Actually, the Raiders 0-4 this season when leading by double digits at a halftime. The first a, team since at least 1930 to lose four times in the season when leading by double digits
5: at the half. That's from AP. If you're breaking uh, a bad record from the year 1930, then you know you've done something wrong. Set a lot of records uh,
4: for futility this season uh, with the Raiders. Okay, Dan Saley's first play in the contest, and he needs a big week to hold off Brian Edwards – on the cut line, Army Navy over thirty-two. We're going to get to more of your plays in the next segment. But I want to ask you: You're repping the Colorado Buffaloes, your school tonight. You got to be really happy. I said Auburn should have hired Dion; would have been a home run hire. You got to be bold in the same state with Nick Saban in Alabama. Uh, Auburn whiffed, in my opinion, and Colorado is uh,
5: going to reap the rewards. Dion, I think, is going to do big things in Boulder. Since I can't stand Auburn, I'm very happy that they did whiff. Roll Tide, um, I'm super beyond excited about Deion Sanders joining Colorado. I when it when it happened, and I was a bit surprised that he that he that he took it at first, because I was like something great is happening to Colorado football. I couldn't believe it. But my first thought was, okay, Colorado's going to play in the Pac-12 Championship within three seasons. That was my first thought. And then uh, after he, watching his speech to the team, I'm like, okay, it's going to be probably within two seasons. And I'm really loving the new hires. They got the OC. Their OC's Sean Lewis. He's, he was the head coach at Kent State last mm-hmm. four years. He's the architect of the Golden Flash offense. If you've been watching them, they averaged over 28 yards a game during his four years there. And you know, last year they were a little bit down, but when he had a senior quarterback, someone's really good, that offense was explosive and fun to watch in the MAC. I'm really excited. That's the kind of offense you want to have to go against the likes of Oregon. And uh, D.C. is Charles Kelly from from Alabama, not Oregon, which is also Charles Kelly. Or not Oregon, sorry, UCLA, Chip Kelly, right? Uh, That's also Charles Kelly. But he's known as an elite recruiter. And he was Jimbo Fisher's uh, D.C. back when Florida State was good prior to this. But uh, I'm really excited. All the coaches that he's brought together. It would be interesting to see Colorado's win total. Uh, Next season,
4: we all played it under, under three this year. No sweat. We'll be back here with more of uh, Dan Saley and the Circuit Friday football invitation.
6: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know the basketball nerds. Are like, you know to get Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They fight and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that can, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, not, I don't have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton?
0: zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids (laughs) download
1: the zigazoo app today
4: it's time for the saturday bet prep circa friday football invitational on v
6: here's matt humans
4: Hey, your next win is Brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Go to DraftKings.com slash Miller to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 and older only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. As always, see DraftKings.com for details. All right, back here on the Circuit Friday football invitational. Dan Saley, college football handicapping specialist, professional sports better alongside me. And Dan, right now, 31, 32, and 2, 32 total points, 5 and 8 in the best bets in the column. And uh, the You don't pressure, have to keep reciting my poor record. Well, just for those yeah. who don't yeah. know, it's, it's not really that poor a record. You had a poor week last week, and a few of us did a week ago. Got to try to bounce back. That's the cliche. After a bad week. And uh, the Buffalo Bills trying to bounce back. They um, lost to the Jets the first time around, and Josh Allen was beat up in that game. He had an elbow injury. Bills 10-point favorites over the Jets in the rematch. And uh, James Salinas on with me tonight, and James is taking the points with the Jets. You're laying it with the Bills.
5: Yeah, I'm not not a fan of this point spread. Uh... But you're right, Buffalo did lose to the Jets, 17-20, and I think that that loss is the one that bothers the Buffalo Bills the most. A, a good thing we've got going is they have extra days off playing that Thursday game. They already have two division losses. They need, to, they need this victory for sure. Uh, the Bills have allowed the fourth fewest points at 17.4. They get a lot of takeaways. And they've had double digits. I don't like double digits. I really don't. I, I had a hard time. This is the last game I picked for this contest today. I don't like double digits, but the Bills do have double-digit wins versus the Rams in week one when they actually had a team. The Titans, the Steelers, the Packers, and the Patriots. So I, they've proven that they can score a lot of points. And they can beat teams down. The thing that I'm hanging my hat on is that we now have two games of Mike White playing quarterback for the Jets. Uh I think we're going to see a couple of interceptions by the Bills. The Bills like to take it away. They've got good DBs. I think uh, they're going to get Mike White. It was really hard to pick the the fifth and final game, and I'm going for the Buffalo Bills revenge against the Jets, against uh, a team that I don't think is is, as good as they should be.
4: Okay, so Bills minus ten every week. You're telling me about the, the games you just left off your list. Didn't yeah. quite make the final five. And uh, what were those this week? If the Bills were your fifth play,
5: well, I was one of the games I, I, I like, but I was afraid of is the Titans uh, having lost with the Titans last week. Uh, I do think the Titans are the right side against the Jags, but I I just have a trouble trouble laying three and a half or four. Um, I was very close to taking the over in the Holy Cross-South Dakota State-FCS game. Uh, I, I think that probably is a good bet. Uh, so I, I like that one a lot. And You uh, like it a lot, but not enough to put it in the top five. Well, it's tough. That's a tough game right there. Mm-hmm. The defense of South Dakota State, their rush defense is awesome. I think they're holding foes like 70 yards a game. But Holy Cross's quarterback, he's got over 1,000 yards rushing. They're a really good run team. I think they're going to do better this this year. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to take plus 19 with Holy Cross. I think they will keep it closer. My only worry is if if that quarterback quarterback gets hurt, then I don't see that total going over 52 and a half. But if he stays healthy and they can run like they normally do, I think we'll have enough points to get over that that 50 uh, 50 52 and a half, 53 and a half, whatever it was. All
4: right, Dan Miller is the producer of this show. He's got cat-quick reflexes. Dan, can you uh, call up the Randy McKay uh, plays for this week? Uh, because Dan Saley just hit on a uh, Randy McKay play for the contest. And Randy is the only guy here who has played the FCS playoff games in the contest the last two weeks. He went 2-0 on his plays a week ago. Uh, Randy right now 36-27-2, 37 total points, 8-5 and on his best bets. And a professional gambler from North Dakota. He's out in Colorado right now beating the sports books out there. But Randy played Holy Cross, South Dakota State, over 53-and-a-half. You he just
5: talked about it. So when I think of betting on an FCS game, my first thought is who do I want to talk to about it? It's Randy McKay. He is FCS guru. He is the man. And I'll say this. Obviously, I'm in 10th place right now and. uh I got to face facts. It's it's going to be a tough road for me to to win this thing. Uh, it doesn't look very likely. So I will say this, 100%. If I'm not going to win it, my support goes to Randy McKay. I am hoping <laughs> Randy McKay wins it because he's awesome. He's a great handicapper, good guy. So I hope he wins. If, if I, I know he's a good
4: friend home. of yours, yeah. uh, Dan Saley, Randy McKay, good buddies. By the way, Team Randy. Dandy. That's right. Randy told me tonight he played Montana State. He told me this before the game. so That uh, was a great bet. Today, Montana State won Montana like 55-7. Mi- yeah, minus 7, and in, Incarnate Word plus 7.
5: I was also on Incarnate Word plus 7. I don't even know what's going on in the game. Last I checked, it was 45-41. Incarnate Word was leading. Hopefully we uh, covered that game. Our right, Montana uh, State
4: bet was one of the, <laughs> might, might have been the best bet of the weekend. I, uh, I can't bl- believe I didn't do it myself. blowout tonight. Uh, but that was not, Friday games are not, Eligible for this contest, right. and I uh, had a lot of questions about that, but I'll talk about that again in the next segment, too, to uh, clarify what you can play and what you can't in this uh, circuit contest. Anyway, let's look at Randy McKay's plays one more time before we get back to, to Dan. Holy Cross, South Dakota State, over 53-and-a-half. Jets, plus 10. You guys are on the opposite side here. Dan laying <laughs> no. the points with the Bills. Randy taking them with the Jets. Randy also on Jaguars, plus three and a half. There's a reason I didn't take the Titans. Broncos plus nine. Staying away from that. And the best bet, Randy's best bet is the same one James
5: Salinas is playing, Chiefs-Broncos under 44. I I can't fault that because uh, maybe the Chiefs score all the points in that game, and it might be 10-0, and that's it. So, yeah, that's probably a really good bet. Maybe I should have chose that.
4: All right, let's get back to Dan Saley and his five plays here. you got Army-Navy over 32,
5: Bills minus 10, Why do you like Giants plus seven against the Eagles? Well, you know, the Eagles had a really dominant performance last week against the Titans. Uh, A.J. Brown, he went off against his former team. You know, when teams have such a great performance, you always kind of expect a little bit of a regression back to the mean. Right. Uh, But the fact is, the last four matchups between the Giants and the Eagles, the home team has won. Straight up. So... uh, I, I like that for the Giants. The Eagles are 1-5 against the spread as road favorites, 5-10 and 10 against the spread versus the NFC East. And the Giants kind of play this. I'm not necessarily supporting what they did last week. I was on them last week, and I, and I love that. But they kind of played not to lose, and thus we had the tie. And I get I get their position because mm-hmm. they're playing the, the Washington next week as well. And these all these division games right here are going to decide what happens for them in the future. So I understand why they did it. I'm hoping that they're a little bit more loose this week, and I'm hoping Philly is a little bit less uh, focused. And so seven seven points. I bet it actually is plus seven and a half, but I'll take the seven. Why not? Yeah, seven and a half at DraftKings. Right
4: now, if you want to take the points with the Giants, Saquon Barkley questionable with an injury to play for the Giants in that game. So, so concerns with uh, their star running back. Seahawks minus three and a half against the Panthers. Why, why are you laying the points here with Seattle?
5: Well, the Panthers, they're they're 0-3 straight up and against the spread versus the NFC West this year. And they're 0-4 against the spread off of a bye. I like that. The Seahawks, 7-3 and 3 against the spread versus opponents off of a bye. So I like that. And this may sound silly, but in case you didn't know, Turf, the chocolate lab dog of the Seahawks, the team dog for the last ten years just passed away from cancer. Oh, that's too and bad. My understanding is all the players of the Seahawks love that dog. He's How the dog that's not? at their practice facility. Yeah. How could you not? If you watch videos, that's a great chocolate lab dog running around happy. I have a feeling that the team is a bit gutted from losing that dog. And I know it's kind of cliche, but it's it's win one for turf. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna roll over the Panthers. And with a heavy heart because they lost their dog. And we all love our dogs, right? That's uh, I did not anticipate that handicapping angle, but
4: <laughs> credit to you for digging into uh, the details uh, behind that one. So you're on the Bills minus 10, Giants plus 7, Seahawks minus 3.5, and, and the fourth NFL side for you. Your best bet, Bengals minus
5: 5.5. Yes, uh, I definitely like the Bengals in this matchup. The game that reminds me of... Revenge. I don't normally. uh, Revenge is a good angle, but I don't overly use that. I think it's way too overused. But I think it actually, I think it actually applies here. If you watch that Halloween game with the Bengals and and the Browns, the Bengals got embarrassed. Mm -hmm. They got embarrassed. I think, I think there was a lot of trash talk. I think the Browns kind of acted like the Bengals were nobody, nothing. They lost the Super Bowl. I think there was a whole lot of, you can't do anything. We're, we, we just crushed you, right? And I, I think the Bengals are definitely simmering over this. They don't like Cleveland anyway. Um, and let's face it, Deshaun Watson, that was a lot of rust wow. last week. Three of their touchdowns were non-offensive touchdowns mm-hmm. last week. I think the, bang, the Bengals are going to roll this team. Yeah. And Joe Burrow can't be happy being 0-4 against the Browns. No.
4: no. So... Dan Saley, that's your best bet. Bengals minus five and a half. Thanks for stopping in tonight. Great to see you. Best of luck. Staying alive in the contest this week. Woo-hoo! Let's do it.
6: It's time for the Saturday Bet Prep Circa Friday Football Invitational on VEASAN. Here's Matt Humans.
4: college bowl season is about to kick off and v has you covered with this year's college football bowl guide. We're doing things a little bit differently. We're not going to have previews, in-depth write-ups of all the bowl games in this guide right away because I think to get the best information up to date uh, we have to wait a little bit closer to game time considering the uh, transfer portal, the opt-outs, the coaching changes but get the bowl guide anyway because right now at subscribe you can get the Steve Mackinnon's trends, Josh Applebaum's insight to bowl betting strategy, Adam Burke tells you how to play the bowl confidence pools, and hey, a pick on the spread and total of every game by Brent Musburger and Mackinnon. So you've got plenty of value with the bowl guide right now, and you're going to get more as we get closer to the uh, the bowl season kickoff a week from today if you subscribe to vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay. Uh, The bowl season kicks off Friday, December 16th. That's the Bahamas Bowl with Miami of Ohio and UAB. And later that day, it's the Cure Bowl between Troy and Texas San Antonio. And I did the write-up for that one. If uh, you subscribe to the bowl guide, you're going to get that. Okay, and next Saturday, we've got seven bowl games, including the Celebration Bowl, Jackson State, which uh, Deion Sanders is involved in. I had a lot of questions from the Circa Friday Football Invitational contestants about what games we can use in this contest. and Here's the way the rules were written. Quote, in December during the College Bowl season, any game scheduled through the following Thursday can be used in the contest. And any games must be scored as final on that Thursday to count. So if the game's postponed, it doesn't count. It's going to be a no play, which is essentially a loss. For the final week... Only games scheduled through Sunday, January 8th, can be used in the contest. And any game must be scored as final on that Sunday to count. Now, we have amended the rules to extend that to Monday, January 9th, because that's the uh, College Football National Championship game. So the CFP title game is January 9th, and uh, that final week, that game is included in the play. So essentially, you've got anything through the next Thursday that you can play in terms of bowl games in this uh, Friday Football Invitational. Friday games, forget it, throw them out. Uh, not eligible. So the two bowls next week, they're going to be played well before this show uh, kicks off next Friday night here at Circa anyway. So those bowls are not part of this contest. All right, getting back to uh, the Friday Football Invitational plays, Chuck Edel, who's in the number two spot right now in the standings, and uh, is going to be in studio with me here next uh, Friday night at 9.30 Pacific time. Chuck Edel is playing the Army-Navy game in the morning, and he has got Navy minus three. Take a look at Chuck's five plays this week. He's 39-26, 39 total points and five and eight on his uh, best bets. Navy minus three, Bills minus ten. He's playing the big favorite, which Chuck doesn't do too often. Jaguars plus three and a half, Panthers plus three and a half, and the best bet for Edel, Dolphins, Chargers, over 52.5. 52-and-a-half. That's Sunday night football, by the way. That was flexed. The uh, Chiefs-Broncos game was supposed to be in that spot. Got moved to the afternoon. Dolphins-Chargers now the Sunday night game. Chuck's best bet, over 52-and-a-half. Let's get to uh, Jeff Whitelaw, another professional better from Las Vegas, who's near the top of the standings. Whitelaw has been white-hot in this contest recently, and he is 37-25-3, 38-and-a-half points. Eight, three, and two. Two pushes on the best bets. Total of nine points there. Now, this Army Navy number was uh, pinballing a little bit this morning from two and a half to three. Depending on when these guys send in their plays, that's when they get the number. Chuck got Navy minus three. Jeff Whitelaw got the better number. He got Navy minus two and a half. Uh, Whitelaw also playing Browns Bengals under 46.5. Chargers plus three and a half, 49ers minus three and a half, and the best bet for Jeff Whitelaw, Titans minus three and a half against the Jaguars. So uh, those are his five plays. And uh, let's get to next on the list. Will be I can't even read my writing here. I think we're going to go with uh, James Salinas, who joined us on the show tonight, and uh, Salinas. Analyze these five plays. We'll get you a recap in case you missed it. He led off the second hour of this show. He's got Jets plus 10, Ravens plus two, Bengals minus five and a half, and then a couple of totals under in the Patriots-Cardinals, 44. Chiefs-Broncos under 44. So he's playing both those games under 44, and he's 35-27-3. Went seven and six on his best bets, James Salinas, a 2015 Westgate Super Contest uh, champion. All right, Mark Lawrence, he was the 2005 Stardust Invitational champion. Mark of Playbook Sports, and he's 33, 30 and two, safely above the cut line right now. 34 total points, eight and five on his best bets. Uh, a strong best bet record in this contest for Mark Lawrence and uh, his plays. Army plus three. So he's opposite of A couple of guys who, uh, sharp guys who just played Navy, and Chuck Edel and Jeff Whitelaw. Head-to-head battle there between uh, Lawrence, Edel, and Whitelaw in the Army-Navy game. Lawrence taking three with the Black Knights. He's also playing Giants plus seven. Browns plus five and a half. Patriots minus one and a half on Monday night, which I used as well. And another play that I use, Mark Lawrence's best bet, Buccaneers, plus three and a half. And I really debated this week which is going to be my best bet. Bucks plus three and a half or Patriots minus one and a half. And uh, I ended up going with the Patriots, but that was kind of a coin flip decision for me. I played the Patriots minus one and a half. Mark played the Bucks uh, plus three and a half as, as his best bet. Okay, let's get to uh, one more contestant here before we take a break. And Joey Toons Fortuna has been uh, on the rise. Up to standings here, and five and zero a week ago, he is now seven and six on the best bets, and he is thirty-seven and twenty-eight overall, thirty-seven total points. Add Joey Toons too, professional better from Florida, and runs one of the sharpest betting operations in the country. And uh, the results the last few weeks reflect that he's uh, really been on the rise. Toons is playing Browns plus five and a half. Undeterred by Deshaun Watson's uh, debut last week for the Browns, he is taking a 5.5 against the Bengals. He's also playing the Texans plus 17.5, the Buccaneers plus 3.5, the Broncos plus 9. And the best bet for Toons is a play that I also use this week, Chargers plus 3.5. So again, Browns, Texans, Bucks, Broncos, and Chargers. I was surprised that we didn't have more contestants this week playing the Lions. And we're going to get to somebody who's got a best bet on that game in the final segment tonight. But we've had, so far, five contestants cut from this contest. And uh, Steve Fezzik is one of those. The first guy cut, Chicago Sports Radio personality Mike North. Uh, The second cut was uh, Steve Fezzik. And uh, Fezzik, a longtime Las Vegas pro better, who won the Westgate Super Contest twice. He slumped in the uh, later weeks in this contest and uh, was the second uh, contestant cut. But Fezzik is uh, very sharp when it comes to the NFL, and I know that uh, he is he is on the Lions this week against the Vikings. Derek Stevens opened tonight's show uh, saying with a lot of conviction that he likes the Lions to uh, beat the Vikings on Sunday. Here is uh, Steve Fezzik talking on a uh, podcast and I'll get the name of it here in a second, but Steve Fezzik talking about why the Lions are the play and why you need to fade the 10-2 Vikings as two-point road dogs.
3: Your team stinks. You are just the luckiest team in the history of the NFL. You did not outplay an Who average New England team. You got there. You won by seven. And Last week, that was a ridiculous win. You got massively outplayed by a Jets team. That's a pretty average team themselves. You got outplayed by the Lions, who got double-digit leads twice in your home crib. You're going to get crushed in this game. Lions are going to win this game by 10. Do not tease the Vikings in this game. 10-2 this year. Well, next year, 7-10. and 10. Enjoy it until the first-round playoff exit, you Minnesota fraudulent team, you.
4: Fezzik never holds back in his opinions. Follow him on Twitter, app, Fezzik Sports, and that's the uh, even money uh, Podcast. You can see it if you check it out on his Twitter page. There are a lot of sharp betters out there who are fading the Vikings. Vikings every week. I faded the Vikings last week. I took the Jets plus three. And uh, how did it turn out? Well, the Jets outgained the Vikings four eighty six to two eighty seven. Mike White threw for three hundred and sixty nine yards, but the Jets couldn't score on four plays from the one yard line. They got stonewalled, and they lose. So fading the Vikings has not really been working out that well, but uh, a lot of sharps on the Lions this week. And uh, like Derek Stevens said tonight, the book is heavy on Lions actions, pretty much all Lions action at this point. And we're going to hear uh, from some more contestants here pretty soon who have a play on that game. But anyway, that's Steve Fezzik. So far we've had five guys cut from this contest. The last place guy gets cut each week for eight consecutive weeks. Mike North, Steve Fezzik, Aaron Renning, Chris Zanook, and Bobby buckets Brewback was the fifth cut a week ago. All right, we continue. We've got uh, Chuck Edo plays and more coming up uh, here on the Circa Friday Football Invitational on V-CIN, v Sin, the Sports Betting Network.
1: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
0: Zigazoo, the world's
4: largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
1: It's time
6: for the Saturday Bet Prep Circa Friday Football Invitational on VEASAN. Here's Matt
4: Humans. All right, BetRivers Online Sportsbook is right here calling soccer fans with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out bet Rivers. Log in to BetRivers every single match day. Receive a bet on behalf of BetRivers when you place a wager of at least $25. BetRivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Go to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get in on all of the action. BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right, back to uh, the Circuit Friday football Invitational. I'm not much of a soccer guy, but some of these uh, soccer games have been pretty exciting, including uh, today's, especially if you like the uh, penalty kick shootouts at the end. Uh, I, I, I mentioned Chuck Edel's plays here in the contest. He's in the number two spot behind Doug Kazarian right now. We're going to get to uh, Kazarian's plays here in a minute, but I also want to get to the best bets because we got the pizza right here, by the way, Brooklyn's best. Pizza and pasta, the sponsor of the uh, best bet segment of the show. That's the best bet right there. If you go to Brooklyn's Best, it's a sausage and pepperoni, and uh, check it out. Ask for Al Scaliot if you uh, stop by. All right, the best bets for the contest here in Week 14. Chuck Edel's best bet was Dolphins Chargers over 52 and a half. That's Sunday night football in LA. Dolphins Chargers over 52 and a half. Now we? We heard from Steve Fezzik talking about the uh, Lions being the sharp side against the Vikings and Minnesota being a uh, fade and a phony 10-2 and two team. Brian Edwards is in uh, the bottom spot right now. He's in 11th in this contest, and he told me today he's guaranteeing a 4-1 week with his five plays. And his best bet is Lions minus 2. So Steve Fezzik gives that the uh, stamp of approval, even though it's not the best number on the Lions. That's the number right now at Circuit Sports. Uh, Lions minus two over the Vikings. And Derek Stevens said he does like Detroit in that game. Chris the Bear Felica's best bet. 49ers minus three and a half over the Bucs. And the Bears got the best uh, record on the best bets in this contest at 10 and three. Joey Toons Fortuna on the Chargers plus three and a half. Doug Kazarian, the leader, on Titans minus three and a half. Mark Lawrence, Playbook Sports, Buccaneers plus three and a half. So the Bear and uh, Lawrence going head-to-head with their best bets. Randy McKay and James Salinas have the same best bet, Chiefs Broncos under 44. Dan Saley, who was in studio tonight, is playing Bengals minus five and a half, and Saley's one spot above Brian Edwards, trying to stay above that cut line this week. Paul Stone, college football handicapping pro, He's got to go the NFL route for uh, three of his plays this week, and his best bet, he's taken a bunch of points with the Texans, 17 and a half to be exact, Texans against the Cowboys, and uh, Jeff Whitelaw on Titans minus three and a half, so Whitelaw and Kazarian have uh, the same best bet, they match up on the uh, Titans play. Let's get to Brian Edwards and his five plays this week, and Edwards uh, was lucky to stay alive a week ago. He needed the Vikings to hold off the Jets. Bobby Buckets-Brubeck was on the Jets. Edwards on the Vikings. Minnesota made a goal-line stand, picked off Mike White, won the game 27-22 as the three-point uh, favorite, and the uh, Vikings survive. and so does Brian Edwards. This week, Edwards is playing the total... In that game as well. Not only is Lions minus two his best bet. He's playing Vikings-Lions over the total of 52. Steelers minus two for Brian Edwards. Bengals minus five and a half. And uh, Titans minus three and a half the other plays for Edwards as he tries to uh, stay in this contest. Vikings-Lions over 52. Steelers minus two. Bengals minus five and a half. Titans minus three and a half. And Lions minus two his best bet. Let's get to the leader. Doug Kazarian, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. You can see him on the Daily Wager Show. And he's been red hot this season. A lot of the guys at ESPN deserve credit for having a really good college football season in terms of uh, spread records. Not only Doug and Chris the Bear felica but also Scott Van Pelt on Center and uh, Stanford Steve Coghlan. All those guys have had really good years. Let's go to uh, Doug and his plays this week. He's on Eagles minus seven. Against the Giants, three totals. Browns, Bengals, under 46. Texans, Cowboys, over 44. And Patriots, Cardinals, over 44. The best bet for Doug, Titans, minus three and a half. Doug is 39, 24, and two, total of 40 points. Seven, four, and two on the best bets for eight points. And again, the best bet records only used for tiebreaker purposes whether when uh, a contestant is either being cut or advancing in the uh, championship rounds. And uh, that was the case actually a week ago when we had a tie at 30 points and Brian Edwards advanced because he had a better best bet record than uh, Bobby Brubeck. And that's why Edwards is still alive. Okay, let's move on uh, from Doug. And next go to uh, Chris DeBear-Felica, his colleague at ESPN, at least until the Moves to Fox in uh, 2023. Congratulations again to him on uh, his new job at Fox Sports. He's got a few weeks left here at ESPN. The Bear this week is on Jaguars plus 3.5. Dolphins minus 3.5. Panthers plus 3.5. Patriots minus 1.5. And the best bet for the Bear, Niners, minus 3.5 against the Bucks. I'm with him on the Patriots, and I'm against him on the uh, – Niners-Bucks game. The Bear is 38-27, 38 total points, 10-3 and 3 on his best bets. Now Paul Stone, who's a college football guy, and uh, Paul's got one game on the main board to pick from tomorrow, so he used it for two plays. Paul used Army plus three, and the Army-Navy under 32. We've had a couple guys come in tonight over that low total on the Army-Navy game. Paul's going to go under When we looked at that chart of the last 16 Army-Navy games, for the last five years, the score stayed under this total of 32. Now, in this 16-year run of uh, Army-Navy games staying under the total, nine of those would have gone over this low total of uh, 32. You just don't see totals this low. And it's not something that's going to be impacted by the weather uh, tomorrow. It's just uh, these two teams are going to have trouble scoring. And they're going to run the ball all day, and there's a lot of anticipation. That it's going to be a 17-13 type of game. But Paul's playing Army plus three and Army-Navy under 32 on the NFL side. Stone is going with Vikings plus two against the Lions, so uh, he's going to ignore Steve Fezik and uh, the sharp. Guys who are all uh, crowding on the Detroit Lions tomorrow, Paul's going to go contrarian here and take the two points with the 10-2 Vikings. He's also taken nine with the Broncos against the Chiefs. James Salinas talked about it tonight. The Broncos have lost 13 in a row to Kansas City. Uh, but the Broncos right now, the worst scoring offense in the NFL, but the number two scoring defense. They're scoring 13.8 points a game and allowing 17 a game uh, I don't think you have to go out on a limb to predict uh, Kansas City's going to top 17 points in that game on Sunday. But Paul thinking the Broncos can uh, hang in there, and he's taking a 9. His best bet, it's tough not to take the 17.5 with the Texans. you got to think the Cowboys are not going to be fully focused on this game with much bigger games on deck. And I do like that Davis Mills is back at quarterback for the Texans. So the best bet for Paul Stone Professional better from Texas at Paul Stone Sports. His best bet, Texans plus 17.5. In case you missed it tonight, Mike Palm uh, checked in with the Army-Navy over 32. Eagles minus 7. Bengals minus 5.5. Buccaneers Niners under 37. And he's right there with uh, Brian Edwards. Vikings-Lions over 52. So Edwards played... The Lions minus two and the over. Mike Palm said he likes the over a little bit more than the Lions. Over 52 in that game. Palm back on track, 35-28-2, 36 points, 8-5 on the best bets. And uh, once, once again, to recap my plays uh, for this week, I went with Steelers minus two. I do like the way that defense is playing with uh, T.J. Watt and making Fitzpatrick back on the field. And the uh, Steelers, one of the few teams actually paid me off a week ago. So we're going to stick with them. Minus two against the Ravens and their backup quarterback Tyler Huntley. Huntley, uh, let's go with um, Texans plus seventeen and a half, Chargers plus three and a half, Buccaneers plus three and a half, and then the uh, best bet on Monday night: Patriots minus one and a half against the Cardinals. And uh, I wrote that game up for the VSim BC- Pro Guide this week and. It's not easy to get behind the Patriots uh, and their offensive coaching staff, which is a Three Stooges routine at this point. But I'm anti-Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler Murray, and I think Bill Belichick finds a way uh, to get it done uh, Monday night. So I'll go with the Patriots minus one and a half. Thanks to all the guys who contributed to the show tonight. Derek Stevens, how about Wes Reynolds, James Salinas, Mike Palm, and Dan Saley. That wraps it up for the uh, Circa Friday Football Invitational Show for Week 14. Have a winning weekend. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.